What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, y'all. My name is Abby Wilson. I have the privilege of serving as the Director of Guest Services at New Vision. I'm so happy you are joining us today on our podcast. If you have been listening along for a while, then you know that we are going through a series through the Gospel of Mark. We are actually nearing the end. This is the final week as we have just been walking slowly through this scripture. If you are new to the podcast, we're so happy you're joining us. Um, The way that this works is we are going to read scripture together, and then I'm going to give you a couple thoughts, and we'll be on our way. So again, we have just been reading through this gospel, and and we are in this this final, the final hours, the final day, the final hours of Jesus' life. And and if you were with us yesterday, um, then you heard Marilyn, and and she talked about the crucifixion. She read that scripture, and today I'm going to be reading about the death of Jesus. So we're going to jump in and read this together. This is Mark chapter 15, and I'm reading verses 33 through 41, and I'll be reading today out of the English Standard Version. So let's go ahead and read together, starting in 33. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, limo sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the the mother of James the Younger and of Hoses and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. So this is our scripture for today. And I don't know about you, but for me, this is this is dark and this is heavy and it is that way for a reason. So I want to talk through just a couple of these things. First of all, I do want to say this, just in these verses, just in these few, I don't know, what is it? Maybe nine verses, eight or nine verses. There is so much prophecy fulfilled. Um, We could talk just about that. We could go line by line and see how every single thing that happened is fulfilling a prophecy that we can see previously in scripture. Um, if you have a Bible that has cross references, then you know that all throughout these verses, there are references. And so I would encourage you to dig into that. Um, again, you know, we see time and time again, scripture confirms scripture. And so we see that in these verses. So if if that's something that you are interested in, I would urge you to look at these and, and just see where these prophecies came from and then how they are being fulfilled through what Jesus is doing on the cross. But a couple things that I want to talk through. So going back to the beginning, it says when the sixth hour had come. So um, that would have been noon. 
Um, so middle of the day, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. So that would have been about 3 p.m. So for three hours, there is darkness right in the middle of the day. Um, we see this darkness overtake the whole land. And then Jesus cries out. And this is a this is a verse that can trip people up. And so I do want to spend just a little bit of time talking about this. And I want to say to begin with, um, I am not smart enough to know how to to know how to super interpret interpret this scripture. I used resources and used my friends here at New Vision. So I want to say um, before I get into this, where I got this from. So my husband attends our men's ministry here on Wednesday nights and Pastor Brad, who is over our men's ministry, he spoke about this one night. And then my husband, Spencer, shared it with me, what he had learned. Um, and then right before recording this, I went to Cloud, who y'all hear, if you listen to our podcast, you you know and love Cloud. I went to him and said, I just want to make sure I've got a really good understanding of this before I dig into it. And just kind of confirmed what what Brad originally is, is who I secondhand heard this from. So thank you to Brad for, for sharing this to the men at New Vision. These verses in 34 that say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So many times I've heard people say, if God is so good, why would he turn his back on Jesus? How could God do this? This is something that, again, Brad shared. And then, and then, like I said, my husband shared with me that really I had never thought of it like this. And so, so again, thank you to Brad and, and to Spencer for sharing it with me. When Jesus is crucified on the cross, remember that the whole act of this, this is a sacrifice. So if you go back to Old Testament, if you go back to Genesis you see that an animal is sacrificed to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve, to cover their sin. Um, they didn't, you know, we, we see that that original sacrifice happen. And then really heavily when we get into Exodus um, and, and we see it more repeated in Leviticus and, and in Numbers and Deuteronomy, um, when all the laws are laid out, there are so many sacrifices required to atone for sins. And so that is the rule that these people have been living under. Um, the Jewish people and the and the Gentiles that, that have come to know Christ, but specifically the Jewish people, um, if you think again, Old Testament, if you think about the Israelites, um, this is this is what they were living under. They were living under this law of having to make sacrifices death sacrifices of animals to atone for their sins. Um, that way they could still be in relationship with God. That's what they were doing. So what we are seeing here is Jesus being a sacrifice. He is now offering up his body to cover all of our sins. And so in being crucified, he is taking on the wrath of of sin, of death, all of that is being put upon him. And so God, who is perfectly holy and therefore cannot be with sin, cannot be with Jesus in this moment. In this moment, when we see Jesus cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is because there is a separation. God is turning his back because Jesus has taken on the wrath of all of our sin so, so if you think um, previously to Jesus coming to earth, you have the, tr- we have a triune God. Um, we have God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. 
prior to Jesus coming to earth and becoming Jesus, the God man, fully man, fully God on earth, there was this triune God. Um, God doesn't need anyone else. There's because he is fully him. Um, there, there is no need for, he doesn't need us. You know, we, we have said that often. He doesn't need us. Um, but there was no separation before. And so Jesus, while being fully God, was also fully man and was now feeling this separation that, that two things, one, we've never felt, um, we live on, on this side of crucifixion and resurrection. And so we have never felt the separation. So it is very hard for us to understand what he might've been experiencing because we don't experience the wrath of God, um, because of what Jesus did right here, what we're reading about today, we don't have to experience this. So one, we don't really have a context to know what he was experiencing. Two, this is a concept that I don't really understand. My brain cannot wrap around how one God as a triune God could separate himself from the son of man being crucified on a cross. I don't fully understand that, but there is so much mystery to God. I want to read a verse. Um, if you attend New Vision, specifically if you are part of our women's ministry and are listening to this live, we are we are reading through the Bible chronologically. And just today in our reading, as I'm recording this, there's a verse in Deuteronomy 29. It's the last verse of um, chapter 29 of of Deuteronomy, which happens to be also verse 29. And it says, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And so what I was reminded of is that there are things about scripture and about God that I'm not going to understand. And praise God that he is so infinitely more majestic and more powerful and more awesome than I can even comprehend. That is something that we can be grateful of and we can praise him about. And what we are also called to do is to tell others what we do understand. We do understand, hopefully, hopefully you are in a place that you understand that we do have a loving God. We have a God who was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son so that you would not have to go through all of these sacrifices. And listen, to be honest, I would fail if I was living under the law previous to Jesus, I don't know that I would be able to keep up with all of it. I, I know I wouldn't do it perfectly, and I feel like it would have been very overwhelming. Um, I don't know that I could have done it. And so praise God that he made this sacrifice for us. So again, I know that these these can be verses that, that can can be difficult to understand, and that's okay. It's okay to say, I don't know be like me and go ask a friend, go ask cloud or, or ask one of our pastors on staff or or call our next steps phone and say, I have questions. Just know that we are all human and there are mysteries about God that we might not understand. What I want to make sure that you understand today though, is what we have been leading up to this entire book of Mark in, in, in looking at Jesus's life step by step, moment by moment, and what he was doing, it led up to this. This was always going to be the outcome. 
It was always going to be Jesus being crucified on a cross, and not just from the beginning of Mark, but from the beginning of time. This was never a plan B for God. This was always the plan. He always knew that in creating Adam and creating Eve, that sin was going to enter the world. That did not take him by surprise. He knew in creation what was going to happen. And Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection was always the plan. I really, really hope that you will join us back tomorrow. Nick is going to be with us tomorrow finishing out chapter 15 of Mark. And and this week, we're going to be finishing out this book and getting to celebrate what happens in just a few days after this crucifixion. So I would urge you to join us back. And I just want to take a moment and and just pray with you today um, that that these words may may fill your heart in a new way. So let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the people that are tuning in, that are digging into your word, that long and desire to know more about you. And while I know that my words will never be sufficient, Lord, I pray that they would spark something in someone that that would spark a desire for them to learn more about you, to know you better, and to trust you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.